Welcome to episode number seven of The Urbanist Live, the podcast produced by the Urban Development Institute of Australia in WA. I'm your host, Tanya Steinbeck, CEO of UDIAWA, and in this episode, I'm talking to industry leader Nigel Satterley, head of Satterley Property Group. Welcome, Nigel. Great to be here, Tanya. So today we're going to be discussing the latest property market statistics, what we expect from the upcoming state election, and we'll also take a look back at 40 years of Satterley property as the organisation celebrates a milestone anniversary. So kicking off with the first question, we've been looking at UDIA's latest market data for the September quarter, and we can see that the stimulus measures are still having a significant impact, although in the last couple of weeks we've noticed that sales are starting to fall away but prices are still remaining relatively stable. Do you have any general comments, I guess, from your perspective, what you're seeing the state of the market as it is now? There's three things that jump out. People, the stimulus were very generous. The federal government, the state government have been terrific. They've listened to the industry. So we've seen a significant uptick in sales. So in June 19, there were 300 lots net in the growth areas this June, 1550. So that was the peak. So we've seen the market most probably averaging for the past few months about 900 sales net a month. Mm -hmm. Now it is slowing, mainly due to we're waiting to try and get the state and the federal grants together. Mm. That should happen. Then I think there'll be more people entering the market. Three things that have come out of the pickup. Firstly, people have been sitting on the fence with Mm. good deposits because of falling prices, which mm. have now ended in the growth areas. About 20% pull forward of first-home buyers. Mm-hmm. The uh, bowl over and rebuild market is amazing where people tell us they're using the 20000 to pay for demolition, realign the services, which is great for mm. the builders. And then I think we're seeing people looking for larger blocks, orientation, ventilation. And I think in Australia, 70% of people live in the duplex to high rise. Mm. I think each state's a bit different. This will drop back to about 20%. I think people want landed property, mm. well orientated with ventilation. And do you think that COVID has impacted the way purchasers are behaving in terms of what housing they're looking for and, you know, the infill versus the greenfields? Do you think that's had an impact? I think that a lot of people through COVID have had boyfriend, girlfriends coming. They've got 60-year-old houses, maybe one bathroom, pokey kitchen, low mm. ceilings. Should have done this three years ago. Mm. bit scared. Mm. So uh, all of a sudden, no fresco. All of a sudden, the 20,000 covers their, you know, clear their block. And now they're, you know, they're building houses with high ceilings, a TV room, a big living area, fresco and mm. studies. Yeah. And I think... A lot of people may work from home mm. one day a week. Yes, yeah, and that's certainly some of the feedback that we've had from a lot of our members is that the impact on working from home is likely here to stay, even though in a you know a much reduced capacity than yeah. what it was before, and how that impacts the home office and the design of homes in the future will be very interesting. What do you think is happening on the ground in terms of buyer demand? Who's making the most of the stimulus? Have you seen any new cohort of buyers coming forward that we wouldn't have seen? previously perhaps not really i think the first home buyers mum and dad helping them because of the generous grants and i think really the bowl over market has surprised me mm. and then people have saved big deposits like 50 to 60,000 mm. plus 
the stimulus bonuses have come out of the market to do something. Mm. Rentals now at a 40-year low, mm. 0.08. Uh, listings in the good areas, one and a half, two and a half million, have, have dried right up. Shedden mm. Park, there's no houses uh, for sale in that price range today. You go onto a waiting list. Mm. So areas like West Leaderville, Wembley, South Perth, all those areas, there's great demand mm. for, you know, well, value for money properties. Mm. So do you think that will translate to, I guess, increase in house prices over the sort of short to medium term? I think there'll be a soft pickup in prices. So we're going to make sure the jobs are here, mm. Tanya, so the people come back. Mm. So Treasury, who have very good data, are saying, we think most of the population growth mm. is people returning to Perth, yeah. ex-West Australians coming back, mm. and the uh, McGowan government encouraging with the mining companies people to relocate yes. in Perth because of the FIFO. Mm. Mm. Exports are running at 100 and, you know, nearly $180 billion this year, mm. a huge amount yeah. of 40% of Australian exports come from WA. Yeah, certainly very consistent with what we've been hearing as well. So what do you think, there's been a lot of concern around what will happen when the stimulus ends and that we may be as an industry heading towards some sort of cliff. What do you think we will see in terms of a contraction in demand? Maybe a 20% slowdown, but I think what is very encouraging, Minister Sukkar has engaged with the industry very well. We had a one hour, 15 minute Zoom conference last week. Mm -hmm. I think it's not cut in stone, but I think mm. the federal government could be looking at extending the home buyer grant of 25,000 mm. for six months, not beyond, mm. so that the work will be very strong into 2022. So and my call of that is 55% chance of happening, 45% mm not mm. but i'm confident the grants will come together and the treasurer is saying openly building the residential construction mm. has been the biggest bang for the taxpayers dollar mm. for what it's creating it's a plus to get a lot of money back at gst mm, absolutely no i think it's a, been a really positive outcome so what do you think we need to do in the longer term to support the industry and keep the market going well, I think people that sign up and they tell me when I go around on Saturday, the sign of the reputable builder mm. and the local authority building approvals take too long. Mm. And I think the peak body have a big job, have a really a responsibility to get the councils back to, say, 30 days mm. for a completed application. Mm -hmm. When people who knock their homes over, we're spending 350 to 750 on the new build, tell me with a planning permit, it's four months or longer. That is far too long. Mm. Our industry, the civil approvals, clearances, the councils have been excellent. Mm. But if you talk to the builder members, mm. their biggest complaint is, it takes too long yeah. through local authority. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that certainly UDIA has been focusing on, particularly the civil side and the land development they've side. They've been terrific. They've um, been and terrific. they have been, yeah. So that's that's been really Very, positive. They've been proactive. Really. Yeah. How can we help you? Yeah, yeah. No, that's really good to hear. So obviously we're heading towards a state election in March. What do you think the major parties should be focusing on in this state election? Well, I think basically yeah, the Mag McGowan government's been a very good government. That's well down the batting list of ministers. Mm. So I think their big focus is going to be keeping us safe, 
creating jobs, policing, law and order, health, education. And what we can tell you, that people in Western Australia see the federal politics as product A mm. and state as product B. They look at how they vote differently, but they look at a good state government to deliver you know, the essential family services, make sure the jobs are going, they're listening to industry, mm. which the McGowan government has done. Mm. So I think they'll actually increase their majority mm-hmm. uh, in this next, uh, in the elections. The other thing interesting is that they're saying 70% of people will pre-vote this time. Amazing number. Interesting. Only 30% will vote on the day. So it's wow. going to be a long campaign down here. Yeah, of, it sounds like it. Because I think they have about 18 days, 18 business days to vote or vote prior to the uh, Saturday of voting. Yes, okay. Well, that's going to be certainly interesting to watch this time around. So tell us a little bit about Saturday's 40th anniversary this year. What does that milestone mean to you? It means a lot that we've been through the highs and the lows and over the journey, like everyone, we've made a few mistakes, we've learned by the mistakes. And I think the times of the 80s and the 90s where there were huge sales where we've had years where we've constructed you know, 4,000 lots a year. You won't see that again. Mm. So I think Perth, we hope, will grow somewhere constantly, 28,000, 32,000. Yeah, maybe you're going to need five to 6,000 lots, not nine and 10 like the old days, mm. and maybe you know 12,000 dwellings. So I think Perth, uh, you've seen what we've been through robust resource sector exporting billions, robust medical sector, and before the stimulus, all the other activities struggling. Mm. So I think you know, Perth is a great place to live, but you're not going to see those massive 24,000, 25,000 completions, mm. you know, 16,000, 18,000 lots, you'll never see that again. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what's been your greatest learning over the 40 years? Well, really, the learning is that really everything you do is going to be fair for the people, mm. fair for, for government, that the government is fair, and then, of course, for our shareholders, mm. a fair return. As you know, this business, you need a lot of capital. Mm. You know, our land bank's about $2.5 billion. You need a lot of capital, a lot of risk capital. Of course, you've got to make return. Mm, mm, absolutely. So from your experience, what are the most important aspects of your leadership that have kept you so successful over the last 40 years? Well, basically, I think telling the truth, not misleading people. And it's very important that the peak bodies and like us always advise the truth, not the spin. Mm-hmm. And I will do anything uh, that I've asked my staff to do. So if I was going to hose out the sporting you know, toilet block yeah. of men's, I'd have no trouble asking Georgia to hose out the ladies because I'm hosing out the men's. Yep. So I will do anything any of our team will do. Yeah. So I want them to call me Nigel, not Mr. Yeah, I'll do anything. And I think the culture, and you've seen the culture of West Coast Eagles, mm. we've worked hard versus the culture of the Dockers where there's always something happening at the Dockers where mm. they, they struggle to hold good players. Yeah. They've got some great players now. Mm. So we hope they'll get the culture right to keep the these young great young men they've got there. Yeah. So culture is important. 
telling the truth, your brand, your reputation. Yeah, absolutely. So over the 40 years, you've experienced many market cycles, ups and downs. How does this year and the challenges that we're facing compare to historical? This is the toughest part. So Mm. basically, operator, we've never made a loss. Mm. We've had years where it's a wafer-thin profit. We've never made a loss. So March and April, were significant losses. Mm. We've never seen losses like that in our business. No one wanted to pay rent. Mm. No one wanted to settle. Then uh, May was the biggest net sales month nationally. And then June, we turned over about 100 million through the cash register. So that was the biggest settlement month for five years Mm. and the biggest sales month where people felt confident to settle. Mm. Uh, So it was a scary year that no one had ever faced. Mm. And our loan debt model, under the undertaker stress testing model, we had no LBR breaches with the bankers. Mm. And so what are you seeing from a valuation perspective and a, and a conversion perspective in sales at the moment? There was a lot of concern when we had a huge influx of sales that perhaps valuations, uh, you know, we've always had problems with that, but would be exacerbated and perhaps we wouldn't, we'd see a high cancellation rate. Is that something that you're seeing? So there are three or four builders groups that've got great systems that we ask. So I think the cancellation rate is around 20%, -hmm. down from 38. We have an issue, a small issue, say two or 3,000 valuations, about three transactions out of about 130, very small. We fix those within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So the builders that may have been ambitious with their pricing, Mm -hmm. if if they have a valuation issue, they have to fix that. So we always say to the builders now, land issue, very few, we'll mm. fix it straight away. The house issue's yours, mm. up to you. You should know the areas the mortgage insurers are wary about. And Belt Ivers, Byford, Bankshire Grove, back of Two Rocks out mm. through there, mm. back of Armadale, we all know those areas. So to 850, house and land established market has reached the bottom. Mm. So I think there will be less valuation issues Mm. and the valuers are aware there are builders that mark up more than others. They may have an issue, but we're not Mm. seeing that at the moment. Yeah, okay. That's really positive. And the banks are very keen to lend to creditworthy people. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. So look, before we finish, we always ask all of our podcast participants to leave us with a message in the bottle for all of the listeners to take away with them at the end of the day. So what would your message in a bottle be to the people that are listening today? We want to do things better. And I think the biggest issue is faster home building approvals through the council, and we've got to responsibly cut red and green tape. Now, this is a very good industry. Hopefully, you've seen most of your members being very responsible during these times. Mm, Have indeed. So thank you so much for your time today, Nigel. It's been fantastic talking to you. I hope today's discussion has been of value to those listening. This podcast has been produced to complement our quarterly magazine, The Urbanist, which explores a variety of thought leadership topics, providing new insights to assist you and your business. Our magazine is made available to our members and anybody who wishes to subscribe can head to our website, udiawa.com.au for more information.